Imagine a world without waste. Imagine if you can make products and packaging right every time. It's possible with the help of SpecRite, the first cloud-based platform for specification data management. You can track and report on material usage year over year, run LCAs with the click of a button, and comply with new packaging regulations like EPR and the UK plastics tax. Go to specrite.com backslash sustainability to learn more. Hey, thanks, Laura. Everybody, please also go check out Spectrite's podcast, Beyond the Shelf with Laura Foti, F-O-T-I. It's a wonderful podcast, again, about packaging. There's so many cool content creators out there, and Laura is certainly one of them. Also, we'd love to have you come and check out the Specrite Packaging Specifications Summit in Austin, Texas, January of 2024. I will be there along with Corey Connors, host of Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors and Avelio Matos host of Packaging Unboxed podcast. Laura will be there. There There's so many folks who are there in the packaging industry. It is a tremendous, tremendous time and a great place. Again, all these links will be down in the show notes, including joining myself, Corey and Avelio, every single Monday morning on LinkedIn and on YouTube for Packaging Today. We break down the news, but we also have fun, tell jokes, Uh, We enjoy each other. It's a building and blossoming community there of packaging people. And everyone is a packaging person. Everyone is a packaging buyer. And everybody is welcome on the Packaging Today show. Again, click the link. You can get notified on it on LinkedIn or on YouTube. And the packaging community continues to grow with my next guest. Let's get right to the interview. Well, hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. To the people of packaging podcast i've never done the intro that way i'm normally like way more excited uh, but as i was telling craig i'm fresh off of being interviewed on the mark howley show so i'm not sure if this will air before or after but i just got off that interview and i've talked for a long time and i was i wasn't bringing the same kind of energy craig i apologize but welcome to the people of packaging podcast i am joined by craig letton craig is the ceo of mrm global He is based in Boston, Massachusetts. MRM Global is a marketing technology company specializing in the beverage industry. Craig, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm really excited. Yeah, thanks for having me, Adam. I'm going to try to inject some energy into this. I know it's Friday afternoon, and uh, I know what it's like to come back from a a week of conferencing. So, uh, yeah, we'll try and keep the energy high and make a good conversation. We got it. We got it. You and I, we've got this together. Um, I was trying to remember, Craig. Where did we meet at? We met at a we met at a show. We did, yeah. It was D Scoop in, uh, in St. Louis. Yep, yep. You did a brilliant uh, talk on the uh, the power of social media and marketing, and uh, and yeah, that's where we met. That was right. That's right. And immediately when you started talking, I was like, "This guy is definitely from Quebec." Well, uh, so <laughs> he's got a deep no. Uh, you are. I w- want to get into your story a little bit because you're living in Boston, but that was new. I want to say when we met, you were either mm. just moving or you had just moved. That's right. Yeah, I um, I moved in July to Boston. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm originally from Scotland. Um, I've lived a, a, all around the world, but uh, lived in the U.S. I've lived in England, Scotland, uh, but I'm back in the U.S. And uh, the reason for that is I've uh, just won a huge contract with the biggest distributor of wine and spirits in the U.S.A. So I'm here to build out the team and deliver the contract and make it happen. 
That's awesome. I'm, I'm excited to talk about all of that and everything you do. But you just said that you are originally from Scotland. I will spare you my poor Scottish accent. But I'm <laughs> guessing that there's probably lots of Americans who meet you and they feel like they have to like give you their crappiest version of Sean Connery or something like that. Like how do you ever get uh, that with people or? No, a, a, a wee bit, yeah. But mostly, I get oh my uh, my great grandfather was Scottish, or or I'm Scottish, or uh, the funniest one is I'm Scotch Irish, which I still actually don't know what that means, uh, but I hear it all the time. Um, but it's we actually get a huge number of American tourists to Scotland, so a lot of people I meet have been there, um, and a lot of people do have ancestry from Scotland. So everyone's a lot of people have stories to tell, um, so it's it's always a good conversation starter. And my accent is a weird mix of American and, and Scottish, um, becoming more American by the day. So it tends to confuse people a little bit. They're like, are you Australian or, you know, or Quebec or some other random country? I, did. I don't think there's many people who thought you were from no. Quebec. No, uh, no. My only, my only connection to Scotland is that So I Married an Axe Murderer is one of my favorite <laughs> movies. And yeah, it's a brilliant, yeah. Mike Myers does a brilliant job uh, portraying his uh, his father, his Scottish father, in that movie. Have you seen this movie before? I have a long time ago. Yeah, I have. But yeah, like he's um, yeah, he's um, done a good job with the Scottish accent. I think. Yeah. Kid, punts, no. <laughs> that's my that's my only Scottish accent I can bring to the table. Uh, well, cool. So you you've you've lived. You just mentioned right. You're from Scotland. You've lived in the U.S. You've lived in the U.K. Um, what has your life like what what has brought you to the point where you, you are running a company you're the ceo of a company that is a global company from what i can gather mm-hmm. and that doesn't just happen overnight so walk me through a little bit about <laughs> your 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 journey yeah i know we are far from an overnight success and um, so the, the the business that i run now and the business that i own now is is actually a family business started in 2001 by my parents um, so my dad uh, had worked in the print industry all of his life, um, specifically working for a long time with Avery Dennison. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why we moved over to the US the first time. So he actually worked in their labeling business, working on uh, Duracell batteries. I think if you can remember back in the day, you could squeeze the battery and see how much life was left in it. That was one of their I love products. That. That was... Yeah. So he was very much in the packaging and labeling industry and did a lot of labeling for beer brands, funnily enough. Um, Again, products where you could see, for example, how cold the bottle was by by the packaging and all that kind of innovation that was done out of their their manufacturing facility in framing in Massachusetts, which is why I ended up going to high school here. So he was a kind of uh, diehard print and packaging guy uh, his whole life. And for some reason, crazy reason, I'm not sure he still I don't know if he knows the answer now. He decided to leave the corporate world behind, leave a brilliant lifestyle here in America and returned to Scotland to start his own business. Hmm. Um, I think in the, I think in the E-Myth book, they refer to it as like the entrepreneurial spasm or something to that or yeah. something to that effect. And um, he had one of those and decided, I'm going to go on my own business. And essentially, he, uh, his, he had a kind of thesis that um, this was around 2001 about the idea of combining the new power of uh, the web, which at that point was relatively new technology, and yep. digital and digital printing um and his idea really was that from his experience in the packaging industry he realized that you know it's quite easy to become a commoditized vendor and get sucked into an rfp where it all comes about price 
Yep. So he was really like, how can we integrate ourselves into the supply chain of our customers more deeply so that actually we're further up that buying process and we're not having to tender, tender for every job. And for, from what I understand, the story he tells me, Avery Denison had done a really good job of that and actually kind of building technology and, and uh, strategies to make sure that they were embedded with their customers. So when they needed to reorder, it was just a click and there was no, no procurement process. So it was really about coming more integrated with the customer using technology. Um, and funnily enough, that's exactly what we do today. So the, the vision has come to life, albeit that's a bit awesome. later. So yeah, in 2001, they set up with um, an HP Indigo 1000, the first ever uh, model of that range. Um, just him, my mum, and one other guy running the press. And they set up a digital print business. Um, and they ran that for 10 years. Um, it was a, a kind of relatively small business. Um, and picked up some big name customers, um, grew the business to about just under a million pounds UK turnover. And, and then at that point they decided to retire. So my mom and dad are big sailors. Um, and in 2012, they decided to retire and sail around the world, um, which they're still doing now. They're actually off the East coast of America as we speak. Wow. So Wait, yeah. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Because I feel like maybe I have the wrong Latin on at this point in the <laughs> You're telling me that your father is like the like like this incredible like uh, label and print packaging person from Avery who started the first version of this like kind of print on demand digital label printing over in Scotland, then retires and proceeds to sit. Has he been sailing around the world for 10 years? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming on eleven. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and him and my just, mom. Yeah, they just sail like they don't. They're well. They um. They probably they, stop places, right? Yeah, like, they stop all the time, and you know, they tourist. And they were in South Africa for like over a year. You know, they believe it or not, they rent motorbikes and then they do motorcycle tours. Um. Yeah, they're they're pretty adventurous for sixty eight year olds. Um, they're like the most fascinating people in the printing and packaging industry. Yeah, well, maybe we can get them on. Um, oh, making this happen. Making <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, and, and they're you know people that my dad used to work with um, have gone on to do big things in that industry as well. So his boss was a guy called Jeff Martin, who's the CEO of a company called CC Lind, who do huge amounts of packaging, but specifically in the alcohol industry. So they do the labels for people like Bacardi. Um, so. Um, so yeah, so, so they've been sailing around the world for, for that amount of time. And I actually took over the business at that point in time. I was doing a corporate job that I kind of got a bit bored and burnt out from, wanted to do something else. It was an opportunity to run my own business. So I came in and, and took over the family business. And, um, and, and it's a long story, but eventually two years later, I ended up acquiring the business. So I actually did a management buyout and raised a bit of money and bought them out of their business almost entirely. They still have a small stake today. And then I decided to go in a completely different direction. Um, you know, at that time we were kind of doing a bit of everything for everyone. It was very kind of, we weren't focused on one particular vertical and we were also a pretty small supply, you know, company. So I realized that in the print industry, you kind of either need to be really big and have a, a big economy to scale, or you need to be really specialist and be really amazing at one thing. And we were neither, we were kind of stuck in this no man's land. So, um, you know, a few things culminated, but I realized that we had a product that they had developed that solved a really important problem in the consumer goods industry. And that particular problem was uh, one that I had experienced myself working for Kraft Foods and also Mars Foods, which was how do you support um, 
a very large and fragmented customer base with marketing materials that are branded and customized and brand compliant and legally compliant. The traditional way of doing that was with graphic designers. That doesn't scale, it's very expensive, it's very slow. So my idea was to build a technology product to allow sales reps to design and order point of sale materials on demand as part of their sales experience and have it fulfilled by a network of printers who print digitally and can do fast turnaround print anywhere in the world. And that is what we do now. Zooming forward 10 years, we now do that for all the big brands, Bacardi, Diageo, Pernod, Carlsberg, Molson Coors, you name it, uh, 50 different countries. Um, we essentially have an application called Hybel that their sales reps use when they're out in the field to create uh, marketing materials on demand. So things like beer menus, wine menus, cocktail menus, POS, any type of printed marketing materials they can produce on our app uh, and have it printed and shipped a few days later. Okay, this is fascinating. So you're telling me, I mean, now I'm now I'm more fascinated. Forget forget sailing around the world. This is crazy. <laughs> okay, so you're telling me that right now today, there are sales reps who sell in in beer, wine, and spirits primarily, or is it all mm -hmm. beverage? Uh, we're now moving into soft drinks. So yeah, it's becoming all beverage. Yep. Okay, so in the future, when I have fulfilled my life calling as a sales rep <laughs> for liquid death, I show up. And I design and order retail printed items from your app that then get printed and fulfilled based on the geography of where I needed to go. Yep. Is that what it is? And then that yeah. happens. Does it ship from the printer directly to the store? It does, yep. Holy crap. So it doesn't it doesn't go through a distribution channel, it doesn't go to a third party. It just gets printed and shipped to the store and then assembled or put together there or whatever it is. That's right. Yeah. So it's the, the way that this is done right now, it's either goes down the first route, which is a kind of graphic design model, um, which, as I said, is really inefficient, slow, or it gets mass produced. It gets produced in China, put on a shipping container, comes, you know, takes like nine weeks, stuck in a warehouse, sits for six months. Then eventually, hopefully it gets used by the salespeople. But what we know to be true is that 50 to 80% of it never leaves the warehouse. Correct. It, it gets trashed. So our whole model is about how do we move more of that to on demand? So they only order what they need it, when they need it, and it's delivered directly to the account. So it eliminates the warehouse, it eliminates wastage altogether. That's genius. So um, so you mentioned a few different items that you're, that you're and remind me, what was the name of the app again? So we call it Hybel. Hybel's the name of the technology platform. How do you spell that? H-Y-B-L-E. Got it. Cool. So so they go on there, and is this is this everything for point of sale um, in, in a store? You also mentioned menus. I mean, what types of things are in this app that – and this is just the salesperson for, uh, I don't know, Bacardi goes in, and they go, mm -hmm. okay, I'm at a liquor store in would you say framingham framingham massachusetts where craig went to high school and we want to have we want to have a promotion because we need to get some of this uh pumpkin spice flavored uh rum to sell because it's november and we're getting into christmas and so we want to create a promotion so they can make it and have it show up in a few days get it assembled get their promotion going is that kind of what is that is that that is that, 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 that is that is the use case yeah and we do that in what we call off-premise which is retail typically independent retail 
And we also do it on premise. So that's restaurants, pubs, hotels, casinos, the whole shebang. And, you know, there's, there's a couple of huge benefits. One is obviously the, the reducing wastage. Um, it's massively increasing speed to market. So if the customer says on a Monday, okay, I'm doing an event on Friday night, can you support me with some promotion materials for this particular brand or this event? Sure, let's do it right now. We'll do it on the iPad, we'll, get, we'll use Hybel, we'll create it as part of the sales call collaboratively. We push go, that then gets sent into our print network and we print it as close as possible to the final destination. So we've built a print network across the US that I think has 14 different locations. So we can basically have two day shipping anywhere in the continental US plus Hawaii so versus the competition who are currently printing from one location and flying point of sale materials to Hawaii, we're actually going to be printing in Hawaii. Well, we, you have to go on the press check, obviously. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> we've got someone else who does that. But, um, oh, but sure. yeah, no, it's, it's a really it's a really disruptive model. You know, we've been doing it for quite a while in Europe and, and Australia, but we're, it's very new to the U.S. And it's really that combination of technology to design and order the materials, because particularly in alcohol, it's a regulated product. So legal compliance is really important, um, as are the allow you know staying within the brand guidelines. So Hybel allows them to customize it, but within those guidelines and within those guardrails. And then the print network allows that speed um, and also you know reduce time, reduce distance of shipping, and and reduce carbon as a result. That's great. Yeah. I mean, all of that makes, makes so much sense. Do you ever run, by the way, if you're listening to this and you think like, these are a bunch of like pre-planned questions or something like <laughs> I've literally never spoken to Craig about what it is that he does until right now. So you are getting my very raw and fresh, like, Holy crap. Uh, the energy has been restored. You said you, okay. Okay. <laughs> and you, you have engaged my brain in a way that it hasn't been engaged for a while. I think this is great. So do the is a concern then by brands that the the on-demand digital printing is not going to meet their brand guidelines because they've got their pantone blah 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 that they have to hit uh, does that ever come up as a concern or is it no because they tend to be pretty fast turning promotional it's not gonna you know it's not like a product label that's gonna last for a long time yeah, it's generally not. I mean, um, we work with the best print partners in the world. So generally, it's not actually even an issue. But because each order is unique for every account, it's not like you've got like 10,000 of the bottles standing next to each other and each one might be different. So that's kind of less and less important. But obviously, we do focus on product quality and, and print quality and we use the, the best materials. But um, what's more important, I think, for the brands is brand compliance, right? So if you're, let's say you're a brand manager for Beam Centauri, um, they actually gave me an example like this the other day. Um, one of their products is Maker's Mark uh, bourbon whiskey. And they're very protective about that brand, right? It's been around for a long time. It's got a very unique bottle and it's got the wax kind of packaging that, that seals it. And um, it's got a distinctive red color to it. So they're very protective about those guidelines. So if we're trying to do, um, say, a tent card to sit in a bar, um, they want to make sure that that artwork represents the brand that the way they want it to be represented right so we can lock that down within our app and we give the ability for the sales rep to customize it but within those brand guidelines mm. what they're worried about is what they told me about the other day which was the red waxed armadillos where a sales rep took it upon their own shoulders to create their own little promotional concept where they started creating wax coated armadillos for some customer right and that's a that's a brand marketer's worst nightmare right yeah so what we really do is we allow that level of control but also that level of customization, because if you control it too much, it will sit in a warehouse and never get used. 
Um, so you need to be able to customize it. So we kind of allow that balance point between compliance and customization, and we deliver that through the technology. That's so cool. Um, and I could even see this expanding, you know, as you're talking about uh, kind of the retail locations and then the on-premise with the restaurants and bars, you know, you start thinking about, I'm sure you've already dreamed about this more than I have because I've learned about it five minutes ago. Um, but uh, movie, uh, like, um, I'm sorry, uh, music, like concerts, live sporting events, um, you know, there's there's a lot of these like single use times where a thing happens and, and you know or even like an influencer like mr beast is going to do something and he's going to be you know he had like a mall launch or something mm -hmm. like that right like there's so many use cases for on-demand printing and because ideas are are happening so fast mm -hmm. the traditional print method of give me the artwork we're going to give it back to you three days later you're going to prove the artwork we're going to burn our printing plates <laughs> there's still there's still use for that right like there's still, yeah, still of course, yeah. volume for production but for the stuff that you're talking about it almost makes sense to relinquish the control decentralize the control down to the local levels have them order these promotional items when they want it you know at, at the exact time that they want them to show up they can be there for a short period of time and then they're gone. I think it's it's brilliant. I love it. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think the, the, the future for this industry is is on demand. I think there's still going to be some items that need that just cost of cost wise just make more sense to mass produce. But I'd see more and more product categories in the print world moving to on demand. Um, we've kind of been at the forefront of this, but um, the, the, the liquor industry and wine spirits beer is, is quite unique in that it's fast term. So it's very activation driven, very event driven, lots of new product development. So it's just a, a very fast cycle of POS. So there's always a need. It's not seasonal. It's all year round. And what our app allows them to do is really re react and respond to opportunities. So just as I said, all, you know, a customer says, oh, I've got, I don't know, a big, I need to get some trap footfall on Friday night. Okay, I really need you to help me. Okay, let's do a let's do a promotion on Jameson. Okay, let's do an Irish night or whatever it is. Um, our app gives them the ability to actually react and respond to that yeah. in real time. And what we found through our proof of concepts that we did in the RFP process for this big contract was that sales reps were able to to activate promotional goals they'd never been able to do before because they couldn't respond quick enough. So now they're able to support more customers in less time and hit their goals, which obviously as a salesperson is a win-win. Yeah. So it's, it really is the future. And I think what's driving that now is sustainability, right? Mm -hmm. So there are warehouses all over the, the US and, and in Europe that are full of point of sale marketing that will go into landfill. And we could talk about this for years, but one of the ways to solve that is through on demand. It's not their total solution uh, that goes beyond into kind of better inventory management, better visibility for suppliers, better reporting. But I see a, a huge opportunity for on-demand to, to really start converting these so that we move to a world where it's a pool model so that the sales rep or the customer is pulling through what they need rather than being pushed out to them yeah, and, and, and not being relevant. So I can't um, tell you how many times when I was uh, a very glamorous first job out of college, but I was the overnight assistant store manager at a Walgreens. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously I didn't know anything about packaging really but now looking back on it and remembering all of the promotional store displays that I would get, and it would be two o'clock in the morning, 
and there would just be a pallet of them back there. And I'm like, <laughs> and I would literally, because they were mostly, you know, printed corrugated. I would take, I would make sure that the product was, because the product was in our, in, in our inventory, but the display wasn't in, in our mm. inventory. Yeah. I'd take the product and I would put it on the cart and I would take the display, which I now know might've been a hundred dollars, but I didn't know that at the time. Mm. And I would put it in the corrugated bin and I would recycle it because it's two in the morning. I'm not going to set up this complicated display in the store. I'm just going to go. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many of these displays I wasted and I feel so bad. Sorry. Yeah. Well, it wasn't just you. Uh, you don't feel too guilty. This is happening every day, all day in the industry. And I think what's, what's changing this is sustainability, right? A lot of the companies we work with have sustainability pledges that they are taken very seriously and no longer can we allow for this to happen. Right. And nobody wants it to happen. Right. Store doesn't want it to happen. The, the person paying for this doesn't want to happen, but you know, it's, it's gone. It's been this way for years. So we're really kind of coming into the market and shining a light on this problem um, and then providing a kind of holistic solution. And actually we can solve this. Here's how to do it. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's a really exciting time and, and it's really been enabled by the improvements in technology, printing technology, and specifically the technology that allows us to plug into networks of printers. You know, when we go into a new market, take Australia, how do I know who the best printer is in Australia? Um, thankfully, I, I utilize the DScoop network. They can give you the name of the best printer or printers, and then we connect to them via a single API. Mm. So Australia is one of our largest markets. Um, I've never even been there, right? So we, we, we've been able to set up suppliers, set up relationships, send orders through the air to Australia without any problems. Um, and that's all been driven by technology. That's awesome. And I'm sure that, you know, even knowing that you took over your family business, uh, it's got to it's got to make, you know, your not that you work for the approval of your parents, mm -hmm. but it's got to make them proud. Right. To know that this idea, this uh, entrepreneurial, uh, what do you call it? Um, <laughs> the spasm. I, I think there's another spasm. word he uses for it in the book, but it's this idea of like, you know, press the button. I'm, I'm out of here. I'm going to go say yeah. your dad's just like, I miss haggis. And then he's like, <laughs> He's just gone. You're like, what has happened to our family? Uh, but it's so cool to hear that story uh, that, you know, that that he started off with seeing this problem and saying, like, I can solve this problem. That's still being solved today, by the way. I mean, we're mm -hmm. we're 22 years later past the that moment when your father did mm -hmm. that. And we're still in the middle of solving that. So, you know, it's really cool to see that pass on and, and, and see you take that and expand it and and scale it up you know i think the e-myth does a great job talking about um you know is, is it scalable is it repeatable and it's really awesome that you have you have found that as well even your story with australia is <laughs> brilliant well craig uh let let the listeners know who are sitting there going like i gotta like me like i gotta find out more about this mm. i feel like i know why you are you know have to move back here I know fans <laughs> would love to hear about this. I know why people might want to come work for you. I know you said you were looking to build out a team. Yeah, so for sure. just for people to reach out and connect with you. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, I'm on LinkedIn, pretty active on LinkedIn. Um, so feel free to connect with me there. Um, so my name's Craig. And we, we say Craig in Scotland. You guys call it Craig in America. Uh, Letton, L-E-T-T-O-N. And uh, the company name is MRM Global. So if you go to mrmglobal.com, you can find out more about us. 
And uh, yeah, as I mentioned, we've just won this huge contract in the US. It's going to grow our business exponentially. So we are recruiting uh, significantly in the US and the UK. So if you're interested in getting involved, then please reach out. Uh, That's awesome. Hear from you. I love it. Well, everyone, uh, make sure you, if you didn't get a chance to write that down, uh, I've, I've got your back as always. I'll have Craig's <laughs> LinkedIn profile. I'll have the uh, MRM, uh, the MRM Global website down there. All you have to do is just click the button and it'll take you over to his profile. Uh, this is really exciting stuff. Uh, I've been talking about kind of the solution that you have uh, in, in asking for the need for it, especially with kind of on-demand printed items. Why do we inventory all this stuff? Why are we doing all the things we're doing? I've, I've seen it for a while from the time I was in procurement. It's, it's really exciting for me to talk to someone who's like, no, no, we did something and it's working and we're building and we're scaling and we're growing. I think it's really cool. So everyone make sure you connect up with Craig. Uh, I'm glad we connected at D-Scoop. I'm glad that I uh, now know what it is that you do. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm stoked to be, stoked to be a, a small part of your journey. I uh, appreciate you so much. And um, thanks, for, thanks for being rad. Yeah, thanks for having me, Adam. Appreciate it. For sure. Cheers. Hey, congrats. You made it to the end of the podcast. If you're looking for more great podcast material in the packaging industry, please check out Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors and the newly redesigned Package Unboxed with Avelio Matos. Go find them wherever you listened to this podcast. Thanks, everybody.